0: the rest of grace fulfilling and unleashing God's best in your life today we're going to look at how to live a supernatural lifestyle what's it look like what are some things we can do to encourage now please don't hear that word wrong things we can do because there's a positive way and a negative way to see it before I knew grace let's say it's over here okay It was about doing to get God to like me, forgive me, make me feel close. So I had to do these things. It was all about Mike, 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 Mike. You know, and for you, it's all about you, 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 you. Well, when I discovered my identity in Christ, I found out it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with Christ. So now the stuff I do, I do in response to His Word and His promptings within me. There is much doing. Back here, when you're first discovering grace, the do word's a bad word. It's almost like a swear word in the Christian church for those that are growing in grace. And I've participated in making it a swear word, and I'm sad that I've done that, because I've stripped it of its value. There's much value, hence this series, The Rest of Grace. Grace Essentials is the foundation for knowing who we are in Christ, but the rest of grace is how do we now live out this abiding life in us? The last six months have been a roller coaster of learning for me. I thought it would end. (laughs) You know, I thought the last four years were brutal, but now there's even more, and I didn't even ask for it, and God's revealing stuff to me and showing me stuff, and I got to check it out now to confirm, what? Does it really say that? You know, and, and, and I'm having an adventure, and I hope to share some of it with you this fall. I can only share with you what I believe. I can only share with you things that I've come to believe. And if I don't fully believe it, I'll tell you. Say, well, here's what it seems to say. Here's where I'm wrestling. I'll, I'll be honest with you on that. Because I am not your truth bearer, as in I'm the one. If Mike says it's true, anybody knows me, that's it's not true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> My personality doesn't lend itself to that. However, the passion of Christ in me is true. And if anything comes out, that is true and resonates with your spirit, it's the spirit of Christ in you already clarifying what is true, saying, hey, ah, that, that was true, listen up. That happens in our conversations. When you're talking with somebody, when you least expected, somebody says a sentence, you go, what? Say it again. What did I say? I don't know, but say it again. You know, like, Do you, you, you ever have those conversations where there's a sentence, a thought? Something cool that God has something for you from somebody. It can be a lyric in a song, a non-Christian song. Oh my goodness. You know, God speaks through music big time, through movies. I'm seeing more and more of God revealed in the secular movies than ever before. I'm a movie nut. I love movies. Non-Christian movies. The Christian ones really are weird and I'm <laughs> just not into them, okay? Um, I'll watch them. Fine. Painful, But anyway, you know, like, I like really good movies. Well done, good stories. And uh, my wife thinks I like too many movies. You know, you like everything. Well, I don't like everything. But there are some movies that I have found the God particle (laughs) in. And I did not expect to see it. One of my favorite series, and I probably shouldn't say this, but oh well. um, uh, One of my favorite series of movies that reveals the gospel the entire gospel, including Christ dying, becoming sin, The Matrix. It's, it's, it's an R-rated movie, so you can't show your kids necessarily. The most profound series on Christ becoming sin. And if you see the third one and go, what was that? I didn't get it. Uh, when I show you what to get in it, you'll go, holy smokes, that's amazing. There it is you'll find all kinds of God particles in there. And that's just one series. How many more are there? How many are filled with stories of pain and recovery and redemption? How many are there that are just senseless? There's lots. Just so you know, senseless. They're just, you have to look. And the Holy Spirit will show you when He's going to reveal something to you. And even when you least expect it, the journey you are on, your Heavenly Father will show you truth. He'll put you in touch with somebody. You're not in charge of your learning. But you can do this. La, 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 I'm not listening to you, Holy Spirit. You can do that. And most people who do that The reason they do that is because they internally know something has to change if they listen to that voice. And they're fighting it. And your Heavenly Father is just going to hug you harder. You're mine. You can can try and pull, tug away, and whatever. But all you're getting from me is love. You can kick, scream, punch me in the stomach. You can yell and curse at me and reject me. I'm going to love you like crazy. You can challenge me, question me. Speak against me. Do seminars against my name. I'm going to hug you and love you. That is your Heavenly Father. You can run, but you can't hide because he's with you, in you, through you, holding you together. Anywhere you go in this world, whether the heights of the sky and the depths of the ocean, trying to hide in the deepest place, nothing can separate you from his love, his agape. You need to know that. Today is about this. Isaiah 61. This whole series is based on Isaiah 61. But today is the day of favor. It's to be reminded that today is the day of favor for you and I. He's given it to us. Your day has arrived. In Christ, you can live your dreams, the dreams he gives you. Remember what we've learned from the very beginning of this series. It's Jesus who plants the seeds, plants the ideas, and then equips you and empowers you to do those things. It's all him, him, him. From the start of the seed to the end result. It's all him. He works all things together. Self-effort is out. Goodbye. Grace is now the new order of the day. It has to be. You can stop trying to do better. He will never be a better person than you are right now. Do you hear that? I don't like that sentence because I have a hard time believing it. I have a really hard time believing it. You will never be a better person than you are right now. Why? Because you're complete. You have been made complete. And all those delinquencies, all those inefficiencies, those things that you feel are hindrances and you need to become better are lies that have been spoken into you. And all those actions have flowed out of lies, not truth. All you need to do is reject the lie and believe truth that is a hard lifelong process long process i warn you it's not easy who you are right now thrills your heavenly father you thrill your heavenly father right now he's excited about you he's nuts about you his crazy love is for you (laughs) love wins wins for all the grief that that book has taken from Rob Bell, sorry, love wins. Agape, God is love, wins. Does that make sense? He wins. Oh, wait a minute. He lives in you, so you win. Hard to believe. And sometimes the reason it's hard to believe is because we think we have behavioral issues. Well, I don't always act like who I am. <laughs> it's okay. Your behavior isn't perfect. Neither is a baby's. A baby has, it sins all the time. It has to be changed every two hours. You know? Sinned. Woo! You know? They, that's what babies do. They mess up. They fall. They get dirty. They get cuts and scrapes and boo-boos and all that stuff. And that's normal. Do parents get mad at their kid for that? They shouldn't. But no, they don't. Because that's what babies do. They are doing the very thing we expect of them. And if you're a new parent, you, have, you don't know what to expect. It's like, ah! <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, what did we do? You started it. you know. It's a lifelong journey. And get this, the beautiful gift of being a parent, it's stripping you of your selfishness. Whether you like it or not, and if you don't like it and you resist it, that's when the trouble hits relationships. Right there. Don't balk at the idea that you're still a baby. Don't worry that you're still growing. It's okay. There is no arrival. Listen to this. This is great news. How many think um, Adam was a pretty good guy before he sinned? Of course. Yeah, good guy. Do you think he was a pretty good guy after he sinned? Yes. Now, uh, how about Abraham? Was he a top-notch guy, somebody you look up to, wow, father of the faith, Abraham, yeah, yeah, pretty good, wow, amazing, how about um, uh, Joseph in the Old Testament, who, you know, the colorful coat thing, and sold out, blah, 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 became king, and, you know, almost paid back to his brothers, that guy, was he a good guy, pretty good, eh, you'd want to be like him, pretty good, okay, how about uh, King David, holy smokes, King David, who thinks he's an amazing guy? Yes, of course he's an amazing guy. All the hands should be up. Yay! I can list off a whole ton of them, and guess what is spoken about John the Baptist? John the Baptist is greater than all of them. John the Baptist! Greater than all those guys who were part of like Moses and all those freaky miracles they saw in the, the God Bush thing. Woo, I'd love to see that, man. Do you know how my charismatic desires would be inflamed by that? No pun intended. But do you know what I mean? It would be pretty wild. I'd be pretty excited. I'd say, I could see. I want to see these things. The sad part is, they all saw and did nothing. And still rejected. And still had the same cycle. Same patterns. So for those of us, me included, who are begging, please show me a sign. I want to see an angel. I want to see this. I want to see a miracle. All these things we want to see. The desire is good. But let your Heavenly Father take care of the trip. He's the one in charge of whether you get to or not. Because if you think you need to see in order to believe, that's old history. So many people have seen and still, they've forgotten and back into patterns. It's human history. If John the Baptist was better than all of those Old Testament good guys, guess what was declared about you? If John the Baptist was the greatest, you, you are far greater than John the Baptist. That was declared by Jesus Christ. Seriously? So, careful who you look up to. Look up to Jesus. He is the one you look up to. I want to be like Him. We're not going to get to that part today, but that's okay. Despite all the efforts, you cannot grow yourself. What do you do to get a kid to grow? Put it in soil? And put manure in? Well, they jump in it anyway. But, you know, water and all that stuff, is that what you do to grow a kid, a baby? No. What do you do? Moms and dads, quickly, just shut it out because we haven't got time. What do you do? To feed it. Feed it and clean it. Clean it. You forgot the cleaning part. Feed and clean. Feed and clean. Feed and clean. But what do you feed it? A.W. root beer? Pablum. Milk. Important ingredients. If you feed a child in a healthy way, feed it Let it sleep, eat, burp, toot, do it all of its stuff. It will grow into what you now have as a teenager. (laughs) It will happen supernaturally. Boom, all you got to do is feed it the right ingredients. If you do not feed it the right ingredients, there will be deficiencies physically. Will there not? Yes. Yes. Folks, you cannot make yourself grow. I've tried it. When I first heard the message of grace, I started calling all kinds of people, uh, and leaders, like guys who I felt really knew this stuff, because I was wrestling with it. And, I, and I'm trying and trying and trying, and trying, call this, call that, go to a conference, call a conference here, host a conference. Every I did it all. And then finally, one day, the Holy Spirit said, "So how you doing? How is it working?" that you're trying to teach yourself these deep truths. He said, stop trying. Stop doing it man's way. Getting the books, the videos, the audience, blah, blah, blah. blah. Quit it, because you've lost sight of me. Those things are good and helpful, but somehow the teeter-totter tipped towards me running out and getting all the good stuff, not waiting for him to bring it to me said will you just rest and for that summer i rested i rested really had a great summer and then slowly boom boom saw this saw that Go! no way no way this is so cool and stuff started to come alive and it hasn't stopped are there dry periods oh yes very frustrating dry periods very dry but guess what we need the time to digest some of these things. Does your kid constantly grow? Well, no—not real scientifically, probably yes, but there, you're not going to see growth spurts like you do in the teen years. In the first six months to a year, serious growth like weight gain, and you want your kid to gain weight on the front end. Really, really important. On the front end, we have a lot to learn, but there's much more to learn. On the front end, we don't teach children the deep truth about sex and relationships, do we? we? We teach them safe versions of it because they can't comprehend the deep, important aspects of intimacy and relationship and connection between husband and wife. They can't understand that. So you don't, you don't teach that to a five-year-old. You're a fool if you do. You have to kid eyes it, right? You gotta translate it to them. In the same way, we don't take heavy duty, deep spiritual truths and pour it onto a kid. Here, understand this? You could almost make a greater disaster doing that sometimes. Let the Holy Spirit show you how to teach. Not everybody's ready for every truth, just the way it is. The desire to want more truth, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God in you, wanting to grow you more. Despite all your efforts, you can't grow yourself. The only thing you can do is cry out to your Heavenly Father and say, teach me, I'm yours. I'm going to learn to rest in you as my teacher, my guide, my director. You're not only the guide of my path, you are my path. That's big. Isaiah says, you're an oak of righteousness already, but you still need to grow. Everything's in that acorn, everything's in that sapling that's going to make the whole tree a tree, but it has to grow and it has to take time. In our western culture we want things fast. Vending machine theology. Put your quarter in, expect something fast out, fully explained. The best theology is not fast. The best theology is stuff you don't believe at first, and then the Holy Spirit starts to make it come alive. He begins to show you in His Word it's actually true. Go, man, do I have to wrestle with this? Really? Yes. Children, let's give them simple truths. But the good stuff we have to wrestle with. If it comes too easy, I wonder sometimes what we've been fed. I don't want to feed you the wrong stuff. But I'm also not worried. Because regardless of where I'm at, I can trust the Holy Spirit, who is your teacher, to teach you, regardless of what comes out of here. I really can. And I like that. It takes a lot of pressure off. Because now my job is to have my antennas up to the Holy Spirit and listen to what He has to say. Christ is in you, and He wants out. So today, we're going to look at five ways we can release the life of Christ from within us to live a supernatural life. So far in this series... We talk about realizing and resting your identity, discovering and developing your ability, accepting and appropriating good news, experiencing and expressing a grace-based outlook, and today, supernatural lifestyle, five ways to release the life of Christ from within you. And oops, there we go, oops, there we go. These are the ones we're going to cover. We're not going to be able to finish them all today because I look at the clock and there's just no human way. So, live passionately. That's what we're going to start with. living purposefully, living playfully, living properly, and living prosperously. These are the key things we're going to look at. So today, the first one is live passionately, as if you guessed that. If you want Jesus to live through you, then live passionately. What does that mean? How do we live passionately? You choose. Grab life by the neck and go, woohoo, let's go. It doesn't have to be through my personality. You choose your own. Because not everybody is wired like me, and I don't want you to mishear it. But take life as it is. Hug it. Don't let go. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't come to give you just bios life, but zoe life. Real life. Bios alone is no kind of meaningful life. Bios alone is sad existence if you're just living to eat, drink, sleep, and get cleaned up. If that's your life, that's a sad existence. We're called to interact with God's creation all around us. His DNA, his God particle is in everything and everyone. Can you find it? Do you even care? If you do care, your antenna will be turned on. Go, hey, let's find it in this person. Let's find it in that story. Let's find it in this situation over here. Open your eyes and see. Ralph Barton, a famous cartoonist, left this note pinned to his pillow before taking his own life. He said, I have had few difficulties, many friends, great successes. I've gone from wife to wife, from house to house, visited great countries of the world, but I'm fed up with inventing devices to fill up 24 hours of the day. That is buy-offs, life. Just the doing." If you want to learn to let Jesus live through you, then live passionately. Don't be so self-conscious. Learn to let go and live. Learn to take your hands off the need to be in control. We're control freaks in our flesh. We want to control everything. We want to control how we learn, how much we're going to learn, who we have to love. We want to control all that what happens if you have to yield that and say, Father, you're in charge of who I have to love? Oh, don't make me love that person over there, please. Do you really love me, don't make me. <laughs> People think like that. I know it's true. You may say, but I'm not just like that at all. I'm not like that in any kind of way. Then let me suggest this. Ask God to make you like that. Ask God to make you the person he wants you to be. He already has... It's called waking up to the truth of who you already are. That's what's really going to happen. But it sounds like he's going to make you into somebody. All he's doing is peeling your eyes, uh, the the layers off of your eyes, so you can see what you've become already, so you can live out of that fullness. (laughs) The key reason people don't live passionately is that they're afraid. Fear is the number one thing that stops people from moving ahead. You're scared. What if? Oh, no. My biggest one's rejection. That people are going to reject me for if I step into a new thing. Oh, oh, I'm going to lose friends, or the people I love and respect are not going to respect me anymore. Anybody else? Don't put your hands up. But my goodness, that, that's a big fear. It stops us from moving ahead and trying riskier things. When Adam sinned, the first thing he said to God when God asked, "Where was he?" I'm in the bush. What are you doing there? I was afraid. First thing he said, I was afraid. And then he says, I'm naked. I'm afraid. Mankind has been afraid ever since. Jesus is the Lord of your comfort zone. You need to know that today. John 10.10 says this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And this word life is not bios. It's Zoe. Zoe life. If you know kids with the name Zoe, the word name means life. That's incredible. Cultivate a passionate relationship with your God, with your family, with your friends. Cultivate those relationships. You may have to stop doing stuff. Oh my goodness. Maybe we're just too busy managing and supporting our lives and neglecting the relationships. I hate to have to look in the mirror at how true that one is with me. But I'll let you each do that on your own. It's a big one. God will restore what you have lost. You may be so busy taking care of life and the things you've now been forced into, especially as parents. Everything changes. What life? I used to play golf before I had a kid. I haven't played golf in three or four years. Like, this is just one guy perspective. But anyway, you know, like it's it, those kinds of things. where Life gets, ro- we get robbed of our desires, of things we want to do. I had a dream to be this or that, and then we, I had a baby, I heard a lot of women say. And now I, 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 I'm a mom for like 20 years. I've lost it all. You have not. You have not lost anything. That's a lie. Oops. God will restore what you have lost Isaiah 61.4 says, They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities along, long ago destroyed. They will revive them, though they have been empty for many generations. Your dreams are not dead. They're probably more refined now. Your original dreams were great stepping stones and starting steps to where God wants you. It's driven you to a certain place, to where you are now. Even with the mistakes we've made, God's way bigger than our mistakes. Isn't that good? Way bigger. You can't make a mistake so big as to cause God to rewrite His whole plan for you. He's made provisions for your mistakes. He knows already what you're going to do. He's not going to control you, but He knows what you're going to do. You can trust Him. If you regain a passion for life, some of the things you thought were lost forever will be rebuilt and restored. Watch the Holy Spirit show you what he wants you to do, who he wants you to love. The good news is this. It's the favorable year of the Lord. Your year has come. You don't have to go on in the sad tradition of your past or your family's past. Yes, your family's past. You can blame your parents, you can blame your grandparents, you can blame people for the choices they make because now you're a product of their choices and their mistakes. Oh, quit your whining. You have a future and a hope. Your past does not determine your future. Jesus determines your future. Who he has made you determines your future, and the sooner you believe it, you'll experience the future he has in mind for you. You can stop right now those negative patterns because of the life of Christ within you. Number two, live purposefully. Live purposefully. Don't just float through life. Billy Sunday said, more men fail through lack of purpose than lack of talent. Live with the sense of divine destiny that is yours already. Remember, Grace is God's divine enablement. Wake up each day with the attitude that you have a mission to accomplish. Ooh, that was a good movie. Anyway, for God's glory and with the realization you cannot fail. You cannot fail. Imagine if you believed this. Because if you didn't believe this and you believed you totally were going to be a failure, guess what you're going to see? Failure, failure, failure. This is where words matter. The words coming out of your mouth. One of the biggest words I hear out of a teenager's mouth is I'm stupid and I'm ugly. Biggest words. And they keep saying it to themselves and they keep getting splashed with lie images. Their whole belief system is now a lie. Do you know how long it's going to take to unlearn that? Frustrating. That's why what I'm teaching about the gospel of grace is so important because we've been taught legalism for too long. It takes just as long to get out of our systems. If you're a teacher, your purpose is unbelievable. You have the chance to impact people, children. You get to love them uniquely. You have them every single day. Seriously, it's a gift. I know some of you think it's a curse, but it's a gift from God. You've been divinely placed there. Wherever you are in your job, you are divinely there, put there by God, even if it's only for the short period of time because you hate the job so much and want to leave. You're still there by God's divine appointment. Every single place that you are in is God's divine appointment for you. Will you open your eyes and see what it is He wants you to see in that situation? It's crazy. Isaiah five says, Foreigners will be your servants. They'll feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. Open your eyes to see the opportunities God has for you. You're going to get blessed beyond your means. It may not be with financial stuff and toys and all this. It could be emotional support and personal healing. You may be, be able to give the gift of healing to somebody. And when you do that kind of gift of healing and mentoring, guess what happens to you? You benefit from it too. Parents, your job is to eternally shape your kids. It is the greatest gift on earth. And if you know your identity in Christ now, your kids will discover the difference. So you can have young teenagers grow up to become people who know they're loved by God regardless of what they do. That's a gift and a rare thing. I grew up believing you have to change behavior in order to become, Uh uh-uh, you are, now behave. Behave like who you really are. Those outside the faith, foreigners, will help you accomplish your goals. Is everybody in your workplace a believer? No. Do you find favor with some of them? Yes. Who gave you that favor? Your Heavenly Father did. Live each day purposing in your heart to love them as Christ loves them. And you may be surprised at the increase in favorable treatment you receive from other people. Walk around expecting For years, I had this weird sense that whenever I walked into a certain area, people always looked over and I wondered, is there like this glow around me or something? You know, it's kind of weird because then I found out from somebody else that when you walk in with confidence and I know I've got the love of Christ in me, then maybe that's what they're seeing. I, I don't know what's going on spiritually. I love doing it at funerals, especially when I'm doing a funeral for a family that says they want no God in there. Don't you dare mention him because we're ticked off with him. Those families are awesome because they can't get rid of them. (laughs) I get to walk in and love on them. Love the people, the connections, and and whatever happens in that meeting. I get to read the text with my passion, the passion of Christ, uniquely blended with me. What about you? What are your opportunities? They are there. Look for them. If you're not looking, you can't find them. Guaranteed. (laughs) Live each day expecting people to help you and expecting things to work in your favor. And I don't mean just stand there and expect the door to be open and have an arrogant expectation or sit beside your phone and say, well, somebody's going to call me. I'm expecting it. You're a fool if you see it that way. That's like an immature way to see it. Instead, as you are going, trust in Christ in you, have an expectation there's an opportunity coming. It may not be this year, maybe next year. It may not be this week, it might be next week. It may not be today, it might be tomorrow. It might not be the next half hour, it might be the next hour. It could be the next minute. What favor is God going to show on you? This morning, some favor He will show on some of you is revelation, waking you up. Go, oh, thank you, that's so cool! Unless you're mature, go, thank you, Father. That was a deeply, deeply inspiring. Have a humble expectation that God is for you and will bless you. Have a humble expectation because it is God who works in you. It's God in you that will reach out to God in others and that's where the connection starts. Open your eyes. There's more going on around you than you possibly know. There are spiritual things going on in the spiritual realm, right here. I don't get it all, but I'm hungry for it. And God showed me some pretty funky stuff. I'm dancing, okay? I'm trying to figure it out. Just pray for me. I don't want to get crazy and imbalanced. I want the truth of what's going on to be revealed. He may not show me. He may bring somebody else here, someone who's already gifted, to bring revelation on certain things. Folks, none of you are here by mistake. Each of you brings something to hope. Every single one of you. Some of you may have thought, there's no room for my gift here. Yes, there is. The timing may not have been right, but it's probably close. This isn't your church. This is his. It's not my church. It's his church. And He can do as he pleases. And if he's putting the desires in us, he's also giving us the gifts to do it. He's also going to be the one who empowers us to do the thing he's called us to do. There may not always be a big yes. Woo, wow, what an amazing miracle. There will be obstacles, there will be opposition, there will be difficulties. But watch and see, and you'll be surprised how God will step in and bring speed and ease into some areas. Hindsight's 2020. I can give you story after story of how God has taken care of stuff in the past. It's wild. In fact, sometime I'd love to just hear your stories. You need to hear each other's stories of how God has moved and shared, and been real. Next. We're going to close with this, but just, I got this crazy video that I'm going to show, so make sure the volume's up. Um, Live Playfully is the the next one. We're not going to read any of that yet. And the sole purpose of this next video clip is just to make you smile and make you come back next week for the last three items. Live Playfully. Here we go. That's it. (laughs) Live playfully. We'll talk about that next week. Might even rewatch it next week. Who knows? But the supernatural life is a life of joy, not fear. If you're scared, that's not the supernatural life of Christ and his fruit being revealed. That's a fear factor coming from flesh, something that isn't even you. Let's begin believing. And next week, at the end of the message, I'm going to hand out, I'm not going to do it today, a hundred items of who we are in Christ so that you can self-talk to yourself with a god speak, a God-voice, with a healthy perspective of who you are. That's going to happen next week. So please, please come back. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your life, your joy, your Zoe that is in us. You are the source of that life. You are also responsible for it being lived out of us. And you're responsible for our minds. (laughs) And you're big enough to get our attention, to change our minds. So thank you that you're in charge of it. And we can just stop and rest and let you guide us. And act when you tell us when to act. To love when you tell us to love. To serve when you tell us to serve. To give when you tell us to give. For you are a good God. And you work all things together for your good. We thank you for this, Jesus. Amen.